and welcome to our weekend release episode. Usually this is our bonus podcast episode where we can see how much extra content we can squeeze into your week. But just in case you haven't heard... Stop it, no, watch. William and I have wrote a book... Written. Written a book, which is officially out now! The day has finally come! Well, the day after. <laughs> so, instead of our usual correspondence, we thought we'd give you a little taste of what to expect in the book. You can get the book in all your usual book places. Waterstones, WH Smith, local bookstores. Sainsbury's, Asda's. You can order it online, sexofmyboss.com forward slash book. You can still order it on there, can you? Yes. yes, you can. The book is out today and we have it in our hands. It's called Help I Sex and My Boss. By William Hansen and Jordan how did, Dorf. Tell us, how did you come up with the title? <laughs> it's a hilarious guide to avoiding life awkward moment. Joel Dommett's on the front. He says, it's a lovely, hilarious book. On the back, Maya Jama says, it's hilarious. Jamie Lang says, help, I love this book. Scott Mills says, hilarious and awful at the same time. And Vicky Patterson says, this generation's and an deck. If one of them was really posh, a great read like... Lovely. Um, could we also just address the subtitle that you read out? A Hilarious Guide to Avoiding Life's Awkward Moments. Now, as a few people have pointed out, and an, as indeed as I pointed out at the time, if we're being correct, it should be, but really, uh, correct but traditional. It would be an hilarious guide. Why, though? Because it's not a... Because you say an hilarious guide, traditionally, like Anna Tell. Rather than so a So are hotel. you telling me we've got a typo on the front cover? It's not a typo. It's just a... It's just a quirk between contemporary English usage and traditional English usage. But both are basically acceptable. Um, we, you, know, you know us, Jordan, we're not snobs. So we have gone with a more contemporary usage. William Hansen, on the sleeve it says, he's an etiquette consultant and expert in all things proper, working with royalty businesses and individuals, adding polish and confidence to their lives. Jordan North is a radio and TV presenter, star of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and self-professed expert in all things common. They both start the Help I Sex My Boss podcast in 2018, which has attracted millions of loyal listeners known as G and Divas. And let's not ruin it for everyone, but I love on that flap, I like the little Easter egg they've put yeah, in. I think that's very nice. Our back flap. Shall I do the other sleeve? Well, should we answer some of these book questions okay, first? Okay, let's do that then. Um, we've got some quick fire questions. Okay. Yeah. Um, is listening to an audiobook cheating when you're part of a book club? Catherine thinks it is. No, I think no. if you're just, all you're doing is you're discussing the book, obviously like normally a fiction book, like, oh, what did this character do? What do you think their motivations were? Whether you've read the book or you have listened to it, I don't think that that's cheating at all. No. Um, Wendy, not your mother, presumably, but maybe it was. Is it okay to read in the bath? We don't have, mum don't have a bath in her house. Just have a bath. I know, I, I went mad at her. She did no baths in house. It's all showers. You'll need to do a reality TV show just so she can have a new bathroom. I know. Uh, yeah, it's fine to read in bath. Yeah, I think yeah. it's absolutely fine. Try not to get it wet, obviously. Like you think, um, you think Steve, our friend Steve, borrowed Richard Bacon and took him in the bath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so don't do that. Chloe says, "Is it okay to smell the books in a bookshop?" Yeah, that's I think the you best can smell bit. it when you walk in. I just love it. I just love the smell of books. Does ours, th these books we've had in the studio for a few weeks? Do they still smell new? Yeah, they smell great. That's still lovely. My best smell. A lot of people are saying as well, by the way, and get loads of messages saying, "On the front cover of the book, it looks like I'm on the toilet because <laughs> I've got beige trousers on." <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've said it. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it look like I'm on the bog? People say it looks like I've got my trousers down to my ankles. With your bog. <laughs> 
Lovely. Ah, yes, uh, Arnab is saying, the man on the tube sneakily reading the page you're on over your shoulder, do you wait or you do turn the page anyway? You know, if you're reading your own book. Well, no, because you don't know where he's finished, where they've got to. It's your book, not theirs. Samantha says, what do you do when you finish a book? You can't keep them all. No, I well, I said on Tuesday, my friend George gives them away. No, I, I keep them all. Yeah, but that takes Unless it's all. really, really rubbish. To be fair, I now will buy... Kin- I do Kindle books for books that I know I'm just going to read, read once. Kindles. Oh, no, you need a nice one. Hmm. Or if it's a reference book, then I think, yes, I'm going to keep this for a while, or I want to to keep this, I will have an actual book. The best thing about books, even this in, in this day and age of technology, is having an actual physical book in your hand. I love it. Mm. I love it. And then you can keep it afterwards. I love yeah. it. Where do you read? Do you read in bed? Do you read on the sofa? Uh, Both? Usually on the sofa with a nice cup of tea or on a commute. But do you read in bed? When uh, you go to bed at night? Sometimes read before night, but I, I listen to audiobooks at night. Oh, of course. Okay, Katie says, what are non-appropriate things to use as a bookmark? Receipts, random papers, etc.? I use anything. Receipts, bits of paper, a magazine. Like, And then when you go back through them, it's always nice because like, you use uh, a hotel card. You're like, oh, that was when we was away and stuff. Okay. So I, anything, anything. Apart from a used condom. Oh. Other than that. You're probably all right. No. Okay. Uh, Georgia says, when I buy a new book, I break the spine down the middle before I read it. I know a lot of people will hate me for this, but it makes for better reading. Are you spine breakers or do you only open the book enough to read without damaging it? I used to be a spine breaker, Mm. but now I get better because I I got told off. So it's better to just open it. And yeah, don't break the spine because then the pages can fall out and don't ever put a book... Maybe we should ask you our never friends... never break a book's back. She's never rest it like that. No, oh, I'd never do that. That breaks it. Have you seen how, on not away from books, have you seen how producer Ben leaves his laptop sometimes? Yeah, that... He like, so, so imagine you've opened your laptop, it's in the normal open, and then he just turns it on its side and puts it on the floor. It's very peculiar. You're a very peculiar person. Charlotte says, is it okay to end a friendship when your pal damages the perfect spiny favourite book? Yes, absolutely. Well, I think, I mean, if you are going to end a friendship over that, then maybe the friendship was not very solid to begin with. You've ended friendships over less. True. Uh, Amelia says, do you have to give a book back to someone if they have already read it? Yes. If it's theirs, yes. Yes, yes. You could ask them, do you want that book back? And if they say no, look, he's done it now. He's done his, look, with the laptop. What a weirdo. Um, Grace says, I have a book on my shelf in my room, directly in from my bed, which has a book on it I clearly stole at some point from my school's library. It has bright yellow tape on the plastic cover that states the school name and library on it. I left that school six years ago, and to this day, that book haunts me when I look up at it on the shelf. Am I an awful person because I clearly stole a library book? Yes, you are, Grace. I'm the same. You're a petty thief. I I had um, Anthony Horowitz one from school, and I'm not giving it back, and I've got a Gaza one from New Longton Library. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, Grace, and you, t- you should do. You just anonymously put it in an envelope if you want to clear your conscience, send it back to the library. No note, doesn't need anything. Return it from where it came. Maybe you will wipe it down so they can't trace it for fingerprints and send it back to them. Faye says, mother-in-law gave me a book after she'd enjoyed it, never read it, don't want to, having a clear out. Can I donate it with others or do I need to return it and say I've not read it or pretend I've tried it? I've had it for six years and she never mentioned it. What should I do? Top. Offer to give it back. Offer to give it back. But look, you just open it up... And you read, literally, I like read three pages. And then when she says, oh, what do you think you've got? I particularly liked, da, da, da. And you just talk about the pages that you've just written. So you couldn't get into it. I always, I get given books that I don't get into. Here's, 100 pages. If I'm not into it after 100 pages, it's, yeah. Life's too short to try and finish a book. Here's a thought. If you're not into it, just because everyone else is telling you it's great, don't. Here's a thought. 
I was given, as we know famously by my grandmother when I was 12, an etiquette book. And I did not want to read that book when she gave it to me. And she kept asking me if I had read it. So I did literally that tip I've just given Faye, opened it up. I read the bit about how to answer the telephone and how to eat asparagus. I can remember it very clearly. And it was actually really good. And it made me read the whole book. And here I am today. So you never know. Read every book that you possibly can. Read three pages. Might, might, read three pages might change your life. Laura says, should I buy your book for my friend who doesn't listen to the podcast as a birthday present? This is an excellent question, Laura. You, I said this on my Instagram the other day. You do not need to have listened to a single episode of Help I Sexed My Boss to benefit from this book. If you mm-hmm. don't know who we are, doesn't matter. It's a modern etiquette book in the sort of the... In the, in the most modern sense of the word. We deal with all sorts of different topics. There is much to benefit from it. Different sort of the etymology of different things. There are some good jokes. There's good advice from both of us from our different perspectives. So you don't just have to be a fan of the podcast to benefit from this book. Definitely. You can give it to like, just say, to, look, I listened to this podcast. I've got a book out. I think you're going to love this. Uh, Kaf says, how long before you ask a friend for a book back that they borrowed? Four to six weeks? Well, it, no, no, because it, like, I, when people give me books, you know, I have like a, a stack of books on my shelf as in the order that I'm going to read them. And just because they've given me the book doesn't mean to say I'm going to, you know, I'll slot it into the system. And some weeks I read more than I do other weeks. So mm. I don't think you can go six weeks, but maybe you, when you receive a book from someone, you say, do you need it back urgently? And then you can judge when to... Um, when to return it. You could, you could say, how are you getting on with the book? Oh, Ben is saying you could say, how are you getting on with the book? Tidy. Yes. Is it okay to write a message on the inside cover of the book if it is a gift, Charlotte? I, I, I'd prefer... Yeah, it's all right. If it's for a close friend or family, a sticky note, maybe. But then, A oh, sticky yeah. note? Yeah. Or a little, little nice bit of writing paper with an envelope and then you can keep it yes, inside. Yes, that would be nice. I think that's, that's a lovely well, it idea. It seems a bit... Illegal to defecate a book. Don't defecate a book. That's what's the word? Not shit. Deface. Deface a book. Defecate is something very different. We have not done that with any books. Um, Yeah. Lovely. Um, anyway, before um, before anything else, if you have already got a copy of our book in your hands, we would like to see your shelfie. Shelfies, brilliant. Who came up with this? Oh, that's been around for a while. You can up. Uh, you can up- I was actually going to shake your hand there, Ben. I was like, this is a great idea. You can upload a selfie. That's, it helpfully says here in brackets, a selfie of you and the book. You can tag at sex is my boss on the socials and we'll reshare some of our favourites. So get creative. You can do a selfie in Skegness. We'll do a selfie. Yes. We'll yes. all a do a selfie. A selfie in Skegness. Yes. I will do a selfie in Skegness. Lovely. The name's Spond, James Spond. I'll do a selfie in Skegness. Lovely. Uh, anyway, back I'm to... I'm not going to Skegness. No, I know I you're not. Anyway, back to today's episode. We thought we could read our listeners an extract from our House Parties chapter. Okay. What page is House Parties starting on, Jordan? Well, how much are we doing? Well, just a little bit. Okay. Uh, this is on page 192 onwards. William's more Darjeeling in a teacup. Jordan's more beer pong in a red cup. You may, of course, want to ditch a more intimate soiree in favour of something larger, louder and messier. A good old piss-up at home with all your friends. Here are our suggested guidelines on how to throw the perfect house party. As you've gathered by now, I prefer cosy, sedate, candlelight suppers or luxury dinner parties to a full-on booze-fuelled house party. Give me a bon vivant buffet any day, for example, or a pudding on the Ritz extravaganza, which was a rather saccharine, sweet food-only party I once hosted. That's my idea of a house party. 
Jordan's idea, on the other hand, probably involves red plastic cups. I do love throwing a really good party. It's good if guests bring their own bottles so there's no shortage of booze. In my opinion, the food comes second at house party. I wish I read it this good when we were doing the audio book. <laughs> In my opinion, the food comes second at a house party. It's always good to have a picky tea on the go, but you don't need to prepare a banquet that takes hours to cook. Hummus, chips, wedges, beige food, that kind of thing. Channel your inner Kerry Katona from the Iceland adverts back in the early 2000s. Well, it sounds lovely. You've also got to be prepared to be the referee for that couple who will inevitably be arguing in the corner of your living room later on in the evening. And you'll need to be the shoulder to cry on for that girl who will be crying in the toilet for two hours about what a shithouse her husband is. Hosting isn't just offering someone a drink or a smiley face or a sausage roll. You've got to be jack of all trades. You need to know when to tell people to wind their neck in. Like when your two brothers are urinating off the garage roof to see who can piss the furthest. That actually happened. Once, my two younger brothers climbed up onto the flat roof to get a ball. Um, my auntie dared them to see who could pee into a plant pot, and they both did it. We've got a video somewhere. We really don't need to see that video. Jordan's Guide to the Perfect Picky Tea. For those listening to this, this is now in the book. This is like a separate box. We do little box yeah. outs. Okay. House parties are a great time for picky tea extravaganza. Here's my guide for laying on a spread that your guests will never forget. Go to your freezer, open the drawer and have a good route around. Don't leave any corner of it unturned. Make sure you check under things that may have frozen to the bottom too. That's where you'll find the real gems. Mm. Pull out anything you can find, preferably some chicken dippers, potato waffles, mini pizzas, sausage rolls, turkey dinosaurs and fish bites. What's fish bites? <laughs> you wrote it. Shouldn't that be fish fingers? <laughs> right, no, like we a... call all the books. <laughs> What's fish bites? Like, like a goujon. It's, it's probably what you call a goujon up north. I can't remember writing that. Chuck the lot on a tray, stick them in the oven, and keep a close eye on the cooking time. Don't worry too much if you go over the time. It's better if they're piping hot than a little bit cool. While it's cooking, have a look in the fridge. That half-eaten tub of hummus, great. The block of cheese, a few bits left, get it on a plate. Those carrot battens that you got to be healthy and you never ate them, they'd be perfect too. Then it's time to go into the cupboard. You should always have a bag of crisps ready for moments like this. Whack them in a bowl rather than eating them out of the packet so it's a bit more William. I'd also recommend getting some scotched eggs, cocktail sausage and olives too. Those aren't things you're likely to have lying around, but they do make a wonderful addition to your picky tea. Back to the oven. And once your platter's properly cooked, get out the big dish and lay everything out. Then get it on the table, stand back, take a deep breath and admire. It's the best thing to show off on your Instagram stories or Twitter. Tag me and I might even rate or slate it. Picky tea perfection. And remember, you don't choose a picky tea. Let the picky tea choose you. And final bit, another box out in between lots of other gold dust. William's etiquette etymology, housewarmings. Housewarmings originate from the days before central heating. Then each guest would bring firewood as the host gift and place it on the fire. People literally were invited to help warm the house. Today, there's no need to bring a log or two to a contemporary housewarming. A gift voucher for a furniture shop or a department store is a much better idea and more appreciated. But don't put it on the fire. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> <laughs> good gag uh so there we go there's lots lots of different things including one of my favorite um sections maybe we'll do this on our in conversation with events is your playlist and my playlist um with different what we suggest we we do uh for a house party i think that's yeah. quite a good chapter or good section people have said um, my colleague anna who came in earlier uh, in the week said there's more text in here than she thought 
Really? Yeah. It's like, it is a proper, proper book. It's yeah. 85,000 words, actually, if you want to oh, know how many it? words there are, which is a, a standard length. Um, going down the contents page, introduction. It's a surprise. That's, what I thought we, that's where we'd start. Finding love. Relationships. Saying I do. Friends. Family. House shares. Home. Dinner parties. House parties. Eating out. It's my favourite chapter. Night on the town. Working out. The body. Job hunting. Professional life. Conclusion. Lovely. We thought again. We thought we'd end with the conclusion. There is, there is one thing in that book that we've never talked about in the podcast. Ever. <gasps> there is one thing in the book that we have never talked about in the podcast. Yes. Isn't there? There is. Isn't there, Jordan? Yeah. So go and buy the book. Poured my heart out in this book. You did. Yeah. Um, it's available now in all good bookshops. Amazon. You can get it. Waterstones. Waterstones, Asda's. Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's. Your local bookstore. WH Smith. Yeah, you name it. And you can order it. Sexmyboss.com forward slash book. We've got foils, a account. Oh, is it in foils? I hope so. Oh, fair play. Oh, wow. Fair play for in foils. <laughs> wow. We're proper authors if we're in foils. I mean, we are proper authors. I hope we're next to Dickens in my book if we're... I think we are in literally next to Dickens in the bookshop. That's amazing. Next to hard times. <laughs> Talking of autobiographies, you know we mentioned on last weekend's release, I said that my autobiography was going to be called The Ride of a Lifetime, but Bob Iger got there first. Mm-hmm. I've had a rethink. Go on. Inspired by the Britney book, which is obviously doing marvellous things, her autobiography, I'm going to call my autobiography now The Man in Me. <laughs> is that all right? <laughs> Wow. What am I going to call mine? <laughs> Remember, if you've got a... Happy ha- place. <laughs> oh, I mean, it will be called that. I mean, let's be honest. Let's just rip the... No, Fern Cotton's already got one out called Happy Place. Oh. Yeah, but you're Jordan North. Picky T. Picky me. <laughs> Picky T, That's picky me. <laughs> Spit Alan Partridge. <laughs> no, I think mine will be What Am I Like? <laughs> by Jordan North. Oh, That's quite good. No, isn't it'll it? be Jordan North, my story. Have I changed? Have, <gasps> have I changed? Have I changed? <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Have I changed by Jordan North? Yes. And actually, the concept cover, have I changed? You know, like splits, like this half is like, you know, different Jordan. This half is like Axel Arigato, Ami Paris, blah, blah, blah. This side is your old self. Have I changed? There we go. There's the cover. Remember, if you've got a question or story that isn't a dilemma or a problem, this is the place where we can read it out. So drop into our DMs on social media or send us an email to help at sexofmyboss.com with anything that you want to share with us. We also love hearing back from the people we offer advice to. So if that's you, do get back in touch with producer Ben. For more sex and nudes um, nonsense, sign up for producer Ben's newsletter via sexofmyboss.com. We'll be back on Tuesday. Yes. Have a lovely holiday. Thank you. 